0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another exciting episode of FOR Number The only news source that provides anything and everything anime and manga related. We don't bore you. We get into it. Let's do it. I must go. I must leave this house. I must go. The time is now. I must go. It's time to get out. Okay people, before we get started, I just wanted to remind you guys to hit that subscribe button and hit that bell to get all notifications. We drop new episodes of never News every Saturday, 12 p.m. EST, and throughout the week we upload some of those segments into smaller videos for your viewing pleasure. So yeah, hit those buttons, I'd greatly appreciate it. Without further ado, let's jump into it. First story of the episode, because we got a couple of, I don't want to say necessarily tragedies, but definitely some not so good news, and I wanted to just Jump right into it, get it out the way first. Because, for starters, Hunter Hunter fans, we have known for the longest time, and in case you don't, that the creator of Hunter Hunter, the author, the artist, all wrapped in one, Yoshihiro Tagashi, same person that made Yu Yu Haka Show, has had health issues for the longest time. I mean, dating back to when he was doing Yu Yu Haka Show, the reason why Yu Yu Haka Show ends the way it does, that a lot of fans are not necessarily happy with it, is the fact that Tagashi has had. Had health issues with his back in particular it has been just a very very negative thing in his life and that is why we've gotten so many hiatuses for hunter hunter that is why in bakuman for example there's a character that got injured so badly and was still drawing in the hospital because it was based off of yoshihiro tagashi's life that character in particular of he has had back problems for the longest time he ended Yu Yu show because of it and Hunter the Hunter the way it is right now how it's constantly going into hiatus is due to those health issues even when he's returned throughout the years he's constantly said a lot of things about his back issues that he's had and it seems to be the case that even with this massive hiatus the longest hiatus that Hunter Hunter has been on thus far Yoshihiro Tagashi is still having issues with his health and this is why a lot of people say that hunter hunter should just call it quits already or that he should just have somebody else do it because this man it's scary to read it's scary to read that this guy struggles so hard with these health conditions and still tries to come out at his older age because I believe Tagashi is like in his 60s I want to say now this is an elderly man that is still pushing himself to try and get at least some type of chapters out and he hasn't seen any improvements with his health according to some comments he made over over on Twitter recently, for starters, he said, I advance one frame. I'm having a hard time with my right hand. My symptoms did not improve, and I spent a lot of time on treatment and recovery. Chapter 399, creating a specified background effect so pretty much he's saying that he's having difficulties now with his right hand and that symptoms despite the fact that he was in treatment and recovery to kind of you know get out of this situation he's been in it still hasn't helped and he's really going through it and this is if any other thing ain't going to tell you this got to be the sign dog that if you went through treatment and recovery and it's only getting worse no improvements whatsoever it's time to either hang it up wrap up hunter hunter or for the love of god for the love of the family for the love of everybody around Please let somebody else handle the hard aspects. I don't think it would be too much for Tagashi to write because writing is a whole different aspect than being hunched over drawing for a million years, even if it's just drafts and whatnot. But I really, really wish Yoshihiro Tagashi would make up his mind one way or the other. I understand that it is a war within that man. He is dealing with a war every day when he thinks about this series. Because based on the interviews that I've read in the past, this man struggles with giving basically the baton to somebody else. He wants to do it all now granted I think in more recent times especially with some of the stuff he's been saying lately I want to say that he's not completely doing everything now don't quote me on that but he's talked about assistance and he's talked about basically giving in drafts and whatnot so maybe he has more help this time around than any other time but I still say that dog just hand over the art to somebody else hand over the art and you know do what one and Murata does look at what happened with one punch man once Murata came over and redid it and serialized it with his improved art and whatnot, it went skyrocketing. Hunter x Hunter alone, the story is so rich, the characters, all of that stuff is so rich that if we just get another artist, first of all, Tagashi doesn't have to struggle any longer. He can improve his health or just at the very least not risk damaging his health even further. I mean, for crying out loud, now he's having problems with his right hand. This man is an elderly man. You know, we joke all the time, and sometimes it's very frustrating for Hunter x Hunter fans, but... He gotta let it go. He really gotta let it go and let somebody else do it. Granted, he's been drawing and doing the best he can this time around, but at what cost? Like, is it gonna be another three to four more years before we get Hunter Hunter chapters in between this next hiatus that is inevitable? Yeah, we don't want some Kentaro Miura situation to happen. You know what happened with Kentaro Miura, creator of Berserk. In case you don't, the man passed away and had severe health issues and You know, living that mangaka lifestyle is not the healthiest by any means, especially let alone something from Shonen Jump like Hunt the Hunter. I really, really wish the best for Tagashi. I send a whole bunch of, an abundance of prayers and just positive vibes because every other word out of this man's mouth since i've been even covering the shonen jump author comments and all of this that's going down is i have health issues my back hurts my arms hurt i can't do this i'm dragging myself to just take a dump in the toilet he is in misery and hell with this this is almost like his greatest pleasure i'd imagine because he loves making manga he wouldn't have been doing it this entire time if he didn't but also his worst enemy of yeah it's it's wringing out his body and at this late in the the game this late in life. Tagashi, I want him to be happy I don't want him suffering no more this man has brought too much joy to my life with classics like Yu Yu Hakusho and Hunt the Hunter to still be going through this and I hope that other authors in Shonen Jump take heed from what Tagashi is going through the fact that Samurai 8 didn't work out for Masashi Kishimoto who knows maybe it was a blessing in disguise do you want Kishimoto to be going through this 20-30 years from now down the road of the same situations of what Tagashi faces right now all of these health issues and constantly feeling like well damn at some point I got to get back to it right that's the money maker and i got fans all over the world waiting for my return i don't want that for any other author let alone tagashi that has already been through all of this salute to tagashi for trying and continuing on despite you know everything that's been going on but he needs to either hang it up or pass it over and i don't care if he's been doing chapters recently that's irrelevant he is suffering this man is suffering for his art and i respect him for it But at the same time, I don't want nothing bad to happen to him. We've been losing too many people. We've lost a bunch of creatives and all sorts of stuff. And not Tagashi, man, I I wish the best for you, yo. I really hope you get out of this situation and figure out uh, the best method for this. If it's really too difficult to let go, you're going to eventually, you know what I'm saying, something bad is going to happen to you as you're doing it. So, my heart goes out to him and yeah not so great news but it is what it is and i want to be clear by no means am i saying anything negative to tagashi because some people will somehow find some way to say hey why are you coming at tagashi i am saying that i want the best for that man cut and dry bottom line next up and other not so great news as well like i said we're going to start off this episode getting some of the bad news out the way first uh terrible news for fans of the voice actor that plays ichigo Kurosaki. he also plays vash the stampede and try well, the old Trigun, I'm not sure if he'll be playing now. Um, He's a legendary voice actor, you may know of him from even Code Geass, Lelouch V Britannia, Johnny Young Bosch. Johnny Young Bosch recently was in a terrible incident that um, I'm glad that seemingly he's okay and he survived it, but this was bad. Because over on Johnny Young Bosch's Twitter, he wrote, this happened as we were headed to our film location today. My side had to climb out the back, lucky to still be here pay attention, get off your cell phones and drive safe, see some of you tomorrow for Anime Houston Con, so as Johnny Ambosh was headed over to a convention, Anime Houston, um, apparently he got into this wreck that, I'm looking at the vehicle right now, this car is completely totaled, you see the airbags went off, you see this car is just, you know, it's scrapped, so I can only imagine what the hell happened in there, on top of that, that they had to climb out of the back, um, wow, I hope that Johnny Ambosh is okay, I mean, he seemingly Must have been okay enough if he was like, Yo, I'll see you at Anime Houston. By the graces of God, he was able to seemingly escape that with hopefully minor injuries. He didn't really elaborate any further into what the hell happened, but my God, that is a scary one, especially considering the fact that Johnny Umbosh is already a legend. And anybody, let me just be clear, nobody should have to deal with something like that. That is a horrendous accident. But on top of all that, with everything going on right now, Bleach returning, Johnny we need you i'm so happy that you're okay i'm so happy that this was just you know a freak accident but you managed to survive and i hope that just everyone in that car was okay and wow, these are some scary times, dog, you just always never know what the hell could happen to anybody around you, that's why I continue to push the message, I don't care, uh, if you got people that you love, keep them close, watch them the best you can, because you don't know what this life could bring, you know what I'm saying, everybody's been taking loss after loss, and I'm just really happy and thankful that Johnny M. Bosch is okay, and whoever he was in that car with, hopefully was okay too, because, I mean, just look at this shit, dog, this car, it's completely totaled, I, I can't even believe this right now that's freaking nuts I'm glad he's okay shout out to you Johnny if you see this salute you're a legend already and I'm just so happy that you survived that because yeah that could have ended up really really in a bad way and thank God it didn't shout outs to you man moving forward now let's get past all of the negativity because we had two back to back really bad stories between you know Yoshihiro Togashi creative Hunter Hunter and his health issues Johnny Bosh and what happened to him the you know voice Actor of Ichio Kurosaki from Bleach, Bad Accidents, all of this stuff. I got some good, great, fantastic news for One Punch! One Punch Man fans. My golly, it seems as though they were waiting for the right timing to come with the heat for the anime because y'all know One Punch Man's anime, the manga's a different story. The manga has been, actually the whole franchise honestly has just been an interesting story to say the least. I mean, a webcomic turned into a full-on serialized thing with a notable artist and then the anime coming, anime season one, knockout the park, madhouse studio, everyone praising it. It was a surprise to most that whoa, this kind of goofy little comic about this dude that can beat everybody in one punch becomes like the biggest thing in the world since sliced bread. The art and animation was fantastic. It was a beautiful time to be a One Punch Man fan when season one came out. It was it was amazing. It was freaking, honestly, I could go back right now and still rewatch those episodes. Like if, you know how people rewatch, I don't know, South Park or Family Guy and stuff like that. I feel like season one of One Punch Man for the most part is like that. I could go back and have a good laugh at Carnage Cop or you know the sea king i'm not gonna laugh at that i'm gonna be amazed in epicness but it was just honestly season one of one punch man to me is like a damn near classic in and of itself and then we had that big shift after a few years of no anime to season two where madhouse probably because they seemingly are getting out of the game i don't hear much about madhouse nowadays but then one punch man moved over to jc staff for season two and the introduction to the the legendary iconic and absolute greatness that is garo in case you don't know i'm a garo fanboy i'm just saying i gotta throw that out there and they didn't have garo but i am a massive one punch man fan i just bought this the other day at a convention look at this shit though look at it ah! but you know it's been a wild freaking ride to be a one punch man fan and then the manga has just been snapping lately the internet has been going absolutely insane with the climax to the monster arc and all of that good stuff and now one punch man anime fan let's freaking go because it got announced also with a visual arriving that one Punch Man Season 3 is coming! It says, One Punch Man Season 3 is in production and a change in anime studio for Season 3. It's for sure not JC Staff, but they can't reveal who's actually working on it at the moment. So thankfully, we're not going to have what JC Staff there, which I'm not even going to lie. Most people really, really hated on JC Staff. And I think that's due to, we come from the Madhouse Season 1 that was just, freaking stupendous, you know, top of the line, some of the best shit that you would get out of art and animation, and then season two, it wasn't necessarily bad per se, it just didn't measure up to what season one did, season one left high expectations on the aesthetics department, so a lot of fans fell off of it, and One Punch Man honestly kind of decreased in popularity for the longest time, it's only honestly like maybe the last year and some change that it started to get a little bit of hype back going because of the manga and whatnot, but One Punch Man lost a lot of that luster of people really rocking with it after season 1 of the anime and now that they're seemingly getting away from J.C. staff we also got a visual for it which kind of it's interesting to say the least and now granted I don't think that's what the character models are going to look like but Saitama looks different than he's looked in season 1 and season 2 and Garo eh, for the most part again maybe it's just the art style of whoever drew this I don't think again that this is how you know expect the anime to look exactly like the key visual that they put out but it's very very interesting and i'm just wondering who the hell got it my god if it is studio Mappa on one end i'm gonna be like oh we're about to get something on the level of what season one was because let's be clear that if they do a proper adaptation of one punch man's manga for season three and give us that same level of quality that season one brought this is going to once again surge one punch man up the charts the same way how attack on titan with season one was massive then season two it wasn't as high hyped and a lot of people were kind of falling off then suddenly season three goes rampant through the freaking roof i think the same can happen with one punch man because the manga like i said everybody's been going absolutely crazy for it the fights have been fantastic all of it has just been really good you do a solid and faithful adaptation with a proper studio we'll be cooking with gods again and people will once again be screaming and calling out the name of the cape baldy but this key visual is dope and i'm just so happy that they're giving it another chance i really like yo what happened with jc staff and all of that chances of us getting a one punch man season three might have been unlikely or if we did get one it was going to be probably again with jc staff and something that is just considered like mediocre so it must have been and this is why i say sometimes you know you gotta speak up you gotta speak your piece i think it was a lot to do with online people constantly hyping up how much they love the manga that they were like you know what if we put some manpower behind it we put some marketing dollars we put some money into a good studio take it away from JC staff and give it to somebody else we might have another shot at getting this thing to where we need it to go because honestly One Punch Man has the potential to be top of the line you know one of the ones that everybody screams like just the way people right now are screaming about Jujutsu Kaisen and really highly anticipating Chainsaw Man and every time there's a season of Demon Slayer the same can happen with one punch man and should happen with one punch man because it's really freaking good it's a great freaking manga so if they give it the right treatment just like what madhouse did with season one woo, baby ain't nothing about to stop us one punch man fans from eating and i'm so happy that i caught up with the manga in a way like granted would have been nice to experience this you know going in as an anime only but either way i know what to expect in terms of greatness and now we just got to keep our fingers crossed that it's a good studio honestly i don't really want bone to get it bones they got their work cut out for them i honestly don't even really want mappa to get it if i'm just keeping it all the way real granted it will probably give us a great product but then at the same time it's like dog they got everything is the anime industry just gonna be mappa studios it's no longer the anime industry it's the mappa industry like you know what i'm saying i would like maybe whether it be a1 because i think a1 could do a pretty solid job on the aesthetics department and then of course you just stick to the source material that's all you gotta do just hey manga page draw that shit in anime style and animate it nicely so all you gotta do and you, you you're there there you go so hopefully that's the case but if it's not them who else would it be i mean granted i know it's a pipe dream it's never going to happen, but Studio affordable with one punch, man. I mean, what are they doing besides Demon Slayer? Come on, dog. And granted, it's a very good thing that they focus on it. That's why Demon Slayer just pops every single year because they only focus on, you know, a very small amount of titles, but... We got to wait and see. If it is MAPA, I'm not going to complain, but I'm going to feel so bad for those animators. They're going to be looking there. And when the guy walks through the door and says, hey, we got another one, they're going to start freaking strangling themselves no more. But we got to wait and see. Either way, One Punch Man Season 3 coming, and it's not going to be with JC Staff. you. Goodness, we get another shot at this. And again, I don't want to completely shit on J.C. staff. I actually am in the minority of... I did enjoy Season 2 of One Punch, man. It was freaking awesome to see Garo and everything. It just wasn't as epic as Season 1's quality of art and animation that's really it next up this was a small little story that i did want to cover i forgot to cover it in last week's episode but we're covering it now because i am a massive fan of this ip uh ranking of kings now it doesn't seem to be the case that we're gonna get season two in the near future but in terms of ranking of kings anime it seems as though we got a little bit something to look forward to in 2023 to hold us off which makes me think depending on how things go it'll probably be 2024 2025 the latest if it doesn't happen 2025 i doubt it's going to happen for season two of ranking of kings but according to this it says ranking of kings tv special officially announced for broadcast in 2023 and i got boji there and i'm not even gonna lie i am so freaking pumped for it i believe that's wit studio and wit studio oh they're another one that could have done that one punch man stuff but either way wit studio they're fantastic and i hope that this does well enough that they'll be like okay, we we gotta go with Season 2. I don't know how much manga is out there if there's enough to continue right now and do a Season 2, but by golly, I want it because I absolutely loved Ranking of Kings. It was freaking fantastic, and honestly, and I never did a video about it. Damn, I really should do it about how I felt about the ending initially and how I feel about the ending now, but yeah, Ranking of Kings, a little bit more anime stuff to hopefully hold us over until we get that Season 2 because they better give us a Season 2, okay? That shit was freaking gas. I'm not gonna lie, and... Yeah, we got a little bit of a TV special 2023. A new Guidance special. Probably just gonna be, I'd imagine, maybe a small story, something OVA ish. They're calling it a TV special. And who knows, maybe it could be really good. I don't know if it's going to adapt anything from the manga, or whatnot. Man, I would have loved the Ranking of king movie. Oh my god, that would have been the best move. Like, boom, in the middle, you know, in between whatever happens next and whatnot, have a movie. That would have been the perfect thing. I wish they would have did that instead of this TV special. But hey, I'm not gonna complain. Beggars can't be choosers, and right now I'm begging for more of that ranking of kings, baby! So to recap... 2023 Ranking of Kings TV special incoming. Let's go, lads. Next up, if everyone is not special, maybe you can be what you want to be. Zule, Zule. Mob Psycho fans, Mob Psycho 100 season three fans. This right here is incredible news because it means that everything that that president that we talked about in the last episode of Forever News, the president of Studio Bones, said about what they're doing and how they're allocating resources to their different series because the main three series that studio bones has as it stands right now is they got my hero academia they got Bungo stray dogs and they got mob psycho 100 my hero they said that they got their own section all together and then there's Bungo, and then there's mob psycho but this one right here oh my god if you're not a mob psycho 100 fan and you appreciate not only a really awesome story really interesting story and all that stuff but you also love art and animation you might want to watch it and catch up because from what is seen right here season three is about to be a visual orgy i ain't gonna lie dog it sounds amazing because according to this it says mob Psycho season three one of the episodes has twenty hand hand-drawn animated frames do you understand what that is like a lot of people probably thinking like is that a lot is that like what is that that is out freaking rageous Twenty hand hand-drawn if you remember again in last week's episode of for news we talked about how the president of studio bone said oh no there won't be no cgi in my anime none of that stuff it's going to be straight up all hand drawn and he wasn't getting an episode with twenty 000 hands, that's probably going to be the finale i'd imagine because then the second piece of mob Psycho 100 season 3 news is that apparently all episodes are completely produced and ready to air which in case you don't know that is not the norm for anime oftentimes they are rushing to the studio with the episode as it's ready to air to get it to the people at the studio and the tv stations and whatnot like that's with Attack on Titan, for example, they usually are rushing to pass that episode off. These right here, the fact that it's all completely produced and ready to go, that means that they've been in pre-production for a while. That means that they've been working on this for a lot longer than usual because to have it all ready to go before air date doesn't normally happen. That is usually a very, very opposite tale where it's like, yeah, they're, they're rushing to just hand this off right now. So this is going to be, honestly, this is incredible news. Like if there's any flaws in here, then Studio Bones is some liars because 20,000 frames in an episode, dog, and it's all ready to go, doesn't happen, and yeah studio bones just hope you're giving that same luxury to some of the others my hero Uh, i don't know about Bungo stray dogs but yeah give it a Bungo as well but particular my hero could use a little twenty thousand frame episode i'm just saying i get it y'all do a season every year but come on dog like this is incredible news for mob psycho either way i love mob psycho my niece is like the biggest mob psycho 100 fan and yeah we're we're going to be eating mob psycho fans we're going to be loving it yeah people mob psycho 100 season three It's about to have some crisp art animation and it's ready to release right now. Kind of makes me wonder if there was any plans, to be honest with you, now that I think about it, to like partner up with a studio or something because having all the episodes ready is usually like a Netflix thing. Like, you know how they add JoJo's and whatnot and you get the full on 12 episodes? Like, I wonder if they were considering going with like, hey, how about Netflix or hey, Disney Plus? Oh God, please not Disney Plus, but hey, Amazon or something like that. Maybe that was the case. And then at the last hour, they were like, nah, we're gonna be true legends and we're gonna just release it the way fans normally want their anime week to week and with beautiful art and animation i'm i i can not fucking wait i can't wait yeah next up haikyuu fans haikyuu fans haikyuu fans for starters i gotta retract a story of what we reported last week a lot of people that uh handle leaks and they you know hand off leaks to the internet and whatnot were telling me for a little bit now that Haikyuu season 5 was in development that it was coming all of that stuff it was leaking hey we got some Haikyuu anime incoming so I reported what was handed to me however uh when the official announcement came out totally different from what was told and yeah for starters whoever's leaking that information probably got fired because they probably caught them probably told them yeah you're working on season five well let you find out no dog it's a movie my lord because yes people Haikyuu a lot of Haikyuu fans are very upset by this apparently the final season is not happening and instead you're getting two Haikyuu films to adapt the remainder of the manga and from my understanding I mean let's just read a little bit from it it just says here uh, by the looks of it they're gonna end the whole haikyuu series with two parts of a movie part one would cover the full tournament and part two would adapt everything else and it says here it'll be five arcs 110 chapters and two movies that's basically what 55 chapters of a movie that is absolutely horrible in case you don't know usually there's about like two to three chapters per episode unless you're one piece and you're doing like a quarter of a chapter an episode or something crazy but usually that's how an anime adaptation unless they're going super fast or super slow it's about two to three chapters per episode and let's just say it's a film a film usually be what about an hour and a half to two hours I hope those films are at least two hours it's still not gonna make a great difference but at least two hours you figure an anime episode about 20 some odd minutes or whatnot. so 20, 40, 60, so about six episodes worth per movie that that just honestly it's terrible I don't know if maybe some of those battles so to speak you know they volleyball it's not fighting or whatever but maybe some of those volleyball tournaments are just straight up action and they're gonna blow through some of that stuff or they're gonna skip out on stuff or maybe it was just a financial decision that just made more sense or they got a bigger offer there's a wide variety of variables as to why they decided to go this route because let's be honest all fans when you're continuing on a series in the fashion of hey dog yo I'm watching an anime episode every week I'm waiting for the next season and then you just decide to shit on them and say now we're rushing the ending and putting it out in movies it could be that there's just a lack of interest at this particular point for haikyuu maybe it was that the studio felt like because the manga was over and they're still thinking in the old model of the past of you need a manga to really cross collaborate their best next option was well how about just throw some movies in theaters it'll be big we'll make extra money that way maybe haikyuu was taking losses and we don't know about it maybe on the anime side of things it wasn't as popular as we had hoped so there's a wide variety as to why they this well then again if it was not making as money, why go to movie? It could be just a greedy play. Now that I think about it, it could just be a greedy play. Like Haikyuu so popular and fans are so excited for that next one that they decided let's do movies. But I do know as well, now that I think about it, that if I'm not mistaken, there were some talks. People were saying whispers that Haikyuu's next season was coming. And then the pandemic hit. So it could very well be that the pandemic spoiled plans and they feel like because it's been such a long wait that fans aren't going to faithfully watch it. So again, throwing it at the movies is the best option. Again, I'm just throwing a lot of different guesses as to why. But yeah, Haikyuu fans, I'm so sorry to report that season five is actually not happening. And instead, you're getting two movies that is going to adapt 110 chapters, basically five arcs. And that that's terrible i ain't gonna lie if you're gonna do movies it'd be nice like okay you know adapt like demons say a Mugen train perfect example i know people are like why are you bringing up the anomaly because yo dog. how many chapters was the Mugen train arc it was a very short arc and they used that and adapted into one film or whatnot this right here though this clearly is just a cash grab and an indication that they said fuck the fans i'm not even gonna lie because how do you do it how do you pull it off i mean i don't read haiku so i don't know but yeah like that's imagine even worse oh my god bleach styles in your blood war one movie Ay, Maria, that would be terrible no but who knows maybe they'll surprise you maybe there's something else in the works or something but yeah i'm sorry haiku fans i was uh, mistaken i was told wrong it's not a season five two movies and Yikes. Next up, One Piece fans, I got some information for you regarding Oda, regarding the end of One Piece, or the whole story of One Piece, shall I say, and just some very interesting tidbits that I didn't expect to have, but I got them for you. Let's read. For starters, it says some brief information. 24 years ago, Eiichiro Oda revealed the whole story of One Piece until the very end to the director of Film Red. The director recently wished that the manga would end soon because it was so hard for him to not say anything. The original voices of the Straw Hats don't know the ending. So that's crazy. 24 years ago, I mean, I'd imagine a lot of stuff has changed over time. Granted, he probably said maybe like, you know, Odin was going to do this and Odin did it slightly different. But Oda has said that there's certain things that are cemented in stone that he is not changing. So that's crazy that this dude knows the ending. And also he's probably speaking out and saying that now because hello. One Piece final arc it is actually coming to a close after a bajillion freaking years So that was the first thing then Oda said that he earned a lot of money But he only liked his ridiculous drawings. So he spent his money on ridiculous things like his dragon bath and his shark toilet what the oh my god is this oda's real house no fucking way this yo oda (laughs) oda is eccentric as hell and i ain't gonna lie i'm not mad at it i i don't know if i had that type of money because oda clearly a multi 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 millionaire but dog has like a jaws thing over his i would be so freaking scared to take a dump i'm not gonna lie i'd be i wouldn't be like yami from black clover enjoying it i would be scared to death Yo, yo is this shit gonna fall on me and bite my head off and then the bathtub that actually looks really chill and enjoyable. So crazy stuff Oda spending his money on uh, eccentricities. Is that even a freaking word? Yeah. And Oda's living room is a 100-inch TV. God damn Oda, you living big. A store clerk advised him to buy a 90-inch one, but Oda insisted on a larger size that would be better for surprising his friends. Since screen was too big to fit through the front door, he had to tear down the wall of his house to get it in. Jeez, dog. And I thought I had a big TV. I'm like, "Yo, yeah, I got, you know, I got a 70 inch TV, but Oda here with a freaking 100 inch TV tearing down walls, that that's when you have that type of money that you don't even know what the hell to do with it anymore, especially considering that Oda's entire life is dedicated to drawing, it's not like he gets to enjoy much of, you know, the things that he could buy or whatnot, so he buys what he can enjoy, hey, you gotta use the bathroom at some point, right, let me enjoy an eccentric bath and an eccentric dump, and hey, I'd imagine while he's drawing, he could have that TV on all freaking day playing whatever he wants. So, yeah, that's kind of cool, I guess, now that I think about it, that he's buying things, if you really think, that he can actually enjoy considering his... Very, very ridiculous schedule and lifestyle of being a manga artist. And in other One Piece news, we've got a big update on One Piece Film Red, and wow, wow, talk about a way to sell tickets and make money that is Red Haired Shanks. Shanks is clearly, I mean, there's no other reason because One Piece Stampede was marketed with, you know, having somebody from Roger's crew, that wasn't the biggest successful one. Prior to that, One Piece Film Gold, you know, somebody that rocked with O Flamingo, that wasn't the big one. Film Z was a huge one. I love freaking Film Z. My God, such a great movie. But Film Red is destroying the box office like no other. In fact, we're going to talk about it in a bit on the top 50 best-selling manga of even back catalog volumes are selling real well. But apparently, One Piece Film Red officially becomes the highest movie in revenue of the whole One Piece franchise. It has surpassed One Piece Film Z's total earnings of $6,870,000,000 and just 10 days of screening and jesus freaking christ dog how like i i am in disbelief right now so it made more revenue than any of the one piece films in in history so far and it's only 10 days oh my god this is i don't know if it's gonna necessarily do Mugen train numbers demon Slayer Mugen train because that was a phenomenon like no other but this is freaking nuts and i'm sure toei is counting their blessings right now considering they took a massive l and they're taking a massive l with the dragon ball super superhero film which I'm actually going to be watching tonight now that I think of it as of the recording of this video. Hey! Yeah, this is definitely going to make up for the loss that they took with Dragon Ball Superhero because it has already surpassed One Piece. One Piece Film Z came out literally a decade ago, 2012. So the fact that it has already surpassed Film Z in 10 days, hats off to One Piece, hats off to Oda, hats off to Toei and... This just gets me more excited about this film. I mean, I've heard some things about like there's a lot of musical aspects to it. It gets into a lot of songs, which makes sense because Uta is a singer, but I'm not gonna listen to any of that shit. I'm going to watch that film ASAP. In fact, I wish it was the One Piece film that came out in August because that would have been a great cap to my summer. But yeah, when it comes over here to the West in October, I am going to watch that shit because my god, in only 10 days surpassing Film Z, Film Z is like the best film. It is the best film, in my opinion, of the One Piece franchise and it's making more money than that in 10 days well i'm in disbelief i'm not even gonna lie i'm rambling now because i am quite shooketh my lord but yes one piece doing amazing things in the box office surpassing all of the films love to see it. No, really, I would love to see it right now. (laughs) Quick and small update, according to the latest issue of Weekly Shonen Jump, apparently Bleach's Thousand Year Blood War arc anime will be publishing new information next week in Weekly Shonen Jump issue number 39, so we're gonna get even more updates, which I don't know what they could do at this particular point. I guess they're gonna probably show us more, like, character designs of how they're gonna look in the anime and stuff like that, because, I mean, we've already had a massive, big trade we've already gotten like a ton of info from kubo we know that disney plus is involved which I forgot about that, oh my god, this is gonna be a very interesting little debacle here, but yes, we'll get more information in the next issue of Jump, which it's gonna be hype regardless, I mean as long as they don't do nothing stupid which again, I don't think Disney even has the rights to be able to do anything stupid with the IP anyway this should be good, and yeah I'll definitely report on whatever comes out of it next week's issue of Shonen Jump, but the fact that they're teasing that there's more info about Bleach in the next issue makes me really question like okay, why, why, why are they teasing it, what is so big about it maybe it's going to be oh it could be that maybe they're going to announce like the opening song who's going to be like the band and the song that's going to be for the Bleach Year Blood War opening that could be what it is now that I think about it again either that or character designs or a comment from Kubo but I felt like I'd give you the info of next week there'll be more info on Bleach next up I honestly never thought I would be talking about this IP again but it continues to go because psychopaths fans we've got something coming we've actually got more anime related stuff coming for it which I'm shocked because we had that first season I honestly now that I think about it I never got into the second season I saw Psycho Pass season one I loved it one of the main reasons that drove me to it was Gen Urobuchi was I believe he did if not the entirety of season one most of season one he's the same dude that did Madoka Magica he also did Fate Zero so I was like boom I went to Psycho Pass with season one then they came out with a second season I never really got into it oh yeah before even all of that uh, Akira Amano the author of Detective Hitman Reborn artist of Kotechio Hitman Reborn as well uh, did the art for Psycho Pass so that was another big thing that drove me to Psycho Pass as a whole but yeah I never really watched season two and then there was like a movie I believe a movie or two after that but yeah there's more coming because according to this Psycho Pass new movie key visual announced on the eve of the 10th year anniversary Psycho Pass Providence and god I love Sina Kiro Mano's character designs and yeah I'm not really familiar with most of them I know the two main characters the main girl and uh, damn I forget their names it's been so goddamn long but yeah one of the dudes that is the main character and then the rest of them are so unfamiliar to me but yo shoutouts to psychopaths continuing on i probably should get back and watch that second season and whatever movies and whatnot because i did enjoy the first one although i heard because i think gen Urabuchi, the guy that wrote and was like in charge of season one wasn't involved in season two so who knows maybe that's what made me lose my interest because i was like you get rid of the butcher and you cunt you like what I did there, right? Double entendres. Hey. But yeah, psychopath fans, new film incoming Psychopath Providence. And hmm, this would be a good time to get into the IP, honestly. Season one was freaking fantastic. And it had a lot of different moral complexities and just societal discussions of basically, hey, is it okay for the world to be that, hey, we got electronic things that are telling you if you're a good person or a bad person? I don't think it is, but you never know. And yeah, psychopaths providence let's go moving forward tokyo revengers fans the success is still growing of this series y'all already know it's been up and down to, while the anime was airing everybody was just calling it like the greatest thing ever well not everybody because in the west people have felt a little bit skeptical about it because of the way gang culture was presented and it was just unrelatable to western gang cultures and all that stuff which is crazy to say but yeah either way tokyo revengers it shows that for whatever reason it resonates just so much more with japan than outside of japan because granted it does have success outside of japan but according to this it says tokyo revengers by ken wakawi as of july 2022 has 7 million copies in circulation in the rest of the world 18 countries between june 2021 and july 2022 the circulation number has multiplied by 30 times around but the thing about it is is that tokyo revengers has 65 million copies in circulation worldwide so it's 58 million in Japan and only seven outside of Japan so this is one of those cases kind of to a certain degree but not really like one piece where one piece like 90% of its sales is from Japan and the rest is from like you know Europe and the west and all of that good stuff and whatnot but yeah that seems to be the case of what I've been saying for a while now how a lot of people over here in the west for whatever reason excluding me because I actually love Tokyo Revengers for the most part uh, they 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 really don't rock with Tokyo Revengers as much as Japan. Like, I believe last year, was it the second or third biggest selling manga of the year? Like, it was a huge thing, but again, in Japan. And I could also attribute some of this to the fact that Tokyo Revengers, I believe over here in the West, just started getting releases. Like, the Omnibuses, if I'm not mistaken, they maybe are a volume or two into it and i only just saw it at a convention now that i think about it the first time i ever saw a tokyo avengers volume so tokyo avengers you could also throw the argument that hey, it's not gonna sell that much because it hasn't been widely distributed outside of Japan. But I'm gonna also throw in there that from my viewing of seeing the landscape of anime and manga fandom, Tokyo Revengers is more so popular over there in Japan than the rest of the world. And it's clear because 58 million in Japan, 7 million outside, which 7 million is still great. The fact that you're able to penetrate other markets in the millions, that's fantastic. But yeah, it just reminds me of like One Piece where it's huge in Japan, inside outside of Japan moving forward in other One Piece related news now y'all know that the voice actors of One Piece they've been around for a while they've been doing this stuff since 99 when the anime debut and in particular the voice actress of Luffy this has been you know her biggest role I mean granted some would argue dog she did Krillin she's the voice actress in the Japanese version of Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball of Krillin but yeah Luffy has easily surpassed Krillin. I'd even say worldwide because, yes, Luffy is a more popular character than... Krillin, in my opinion. I don't know, that actually be an interesting poll. I get it in Japan, there's no contest, but outside of Japan, like in Mexico, and even in the US, Dragon Ball is bigger than One Piece, so that'd be an interesting debate. Let me know, which one do you think is more popular outside of Japan? Luffy or Krillin? I'm still gonna say Luffy, I don't care. I'm still gonna say Luffy is more popular regardless. And either way, that's just her biggest role, hands down. That's her role of a lifetime, but according to this, it seems as though her role of a lifetime, she wants to end with it, because apparently, One Piece voice actress Mayumi Tanaka wants Luffy to be her final role. Oricon reported that veteran voice actress Mayumi Tanaka appeared in the Seven Rules variety show last Tuesday where she spoke about her voice acting aspirations. Tanaka who has been voicing One Piece protagonist Monkey D Luffy for around half of the 44 years she's been active as a voice actor revealed that she wants Luffy to be her last swan Song. I've voiced many young boy characters in my time and I want to conclude my work in the voice acting industry with Luffy. Even putting aside the question of whether I can still voice young boys after this, I feel like I've accomplished everything I ever wanted to do with that sort of role. In 2019, she addressed the possibility of passing away before the anime ends, to which she said, "I might not be alive by the time it ends. When the time comes, I hope that One Piece fans can accept the person I choose as my successor, which if I'm not mistaken, the conversation went that she wanted the voice actress which is weird cuz she's older than her but the voice actress of Goku in Japanese she wants her to succeed her if she was to pass away which i don't even like to talk about none of that stuff like nah dog tanaka you're going to be here until the very end we don't care we're sending you all the positive wishes in the world we love you you are luffy through and through and yeah i don't even want to think about that but Yeah, that is interesting that she wants to end with Luffy. I mean, granted, you know, she's an older age. Also, the amount of money that she's made with One Piece. I mean, Luffy is in damn near every freaking episode, right? And that's the main character. So, I can only imagine. Because over there in Japan, it's very different than over here in the west over there they make real money their voice actors are treated so different over there because anime is an integral part of their culture or whatnot voice actors over there are damn near like rock stars so over there they're making bank over here voice actors they're getting what is it again i think uh 60 an hour with a two hour minimum they could walk away from a session with 120 bucks over there they walking away with i don't know how much but it's way more astronomical than 120 bucks so shout outs to tanaka but yeah i'm not even gonna allow her to speak that into existence you are Luffy you're gonna finish this role and give us that great performance that you've done through and through and we love you to death Tanaka don't speak such atrocities into the air please and shout outs to Mayumi Tanaka just amazing, amazing, and hey, if uh, there's a Krillin role that happens to come up after One Piece, we we still want you as Krillin too. I'm just saying. Eden Zero fans, it's been a little bit quiet for the franchise as of recent, but y'all know that season two was announced that is in production, and we got a couple of pieces of updates on it for starters. We know that Eden Zero season two will be coming 2023, but also we got a new key visual for Eden Zero season two, and it looks quite pretty if I do say so myself. I know it was a little bit rocky for a while because if I'm not mistaken towards the end of the run of season one over here in particular on Netflix and whatnot uh it was announced that the main director if I'm not mistaken forgive me if I'm off it was either director or producer on Eden Zero had passed away so it was kind of up in the air what would happen with the future of the IP but it seems as though it's gonna continue on and with the season two key visual and a 2023 release I'm hoping for more really awesomeness I really enjoyed season one of Eden Zero and I feel like such a shit bag because I swore to myself like yo I'm gonna catch up with Eden Zero it's so good yada yada and here I am months out probably over half a year since yeah I started this year if I'm not mistaken the first video I made this year was of Eden Zero season one and I have still not caught up with the mod forgive me <laughs> but hey this visual looks pretty freaking dope and i can't wait to get into more Eden zero maybe i just stick anime only i don't know uh, it, it's up in the air, lads. But yeah, Eden Zero Season 2 incoming. And they're revving up. I'm hoping winter 2023. No later than that. I think especially if they're dropping key visual after key visual. I'm hoping for let's get a uh, January going. Start the winter season with something awesome. And it'll go full circle because I finished Eden's. Oh, well, we won't get a shit. Even if it comes out in January, we won't get it for like, I don't, what is it? Six months after the fact. God damn it. But yeah, Eden Zero Season 2. Key visual. Next up, Chainsaw Man fans. Unfortunate news yet again regarding Chainsaw Man 2. Despite the fact that the latest chapter was gas, and uh, in case you don't know, I do a little news show over there on my main channel for Neverworld called Winner Takes All, where we talk about all the manga and I will be talking about the latest chapter that was absolute fire of Chainsaw Man. But according to this, it says here Chainsaw Man Part 2, Chapter 103, will be published on August 31st, once again taking a break and releasing in two weeks at the show shonen jump plus app i wish they would just say that hey it's gonna be bi-weekly like don't have us lingering here like is it gonna be weekly like just give us an official announcement of nah it's gonna be straight up bi-weekly so that way we're not worried because as it stands right now this is the second break in a row it could be because they got Tatsuki Fujimoto working on all sorts of stuff in preparation for the anime because that is the greatest crossover promotion in the world once the anime pops off if you think that chainsaw man's fandom is ridiculous and huge now that's going to make it go through the roof so i'm only hoping that the reason why it's going into bi-weekly status right now is because hey they got Tatsuki fujimoto doing color pages and all sorts of stuff so he can't necessarily completely give us weekly right now but if it is bi-weekly i'm fine with that too because just keeping it real like the latest chapter was what 50 freaking pages or something i'm not mad at that at all i'm happy if anything it kind of felt like now that i think about it maybe maybe it could be there's another uh theory of why this is happening right here because y'all know that people were complaining about chainsaw man's pacing people were saying yo this shit is kind of slow what's going on the first four chapters it wasn't until this latest chapter that fans went nuts and oddly enough this latest chapter felt like it was you know the length of two chapters in one could very well be that they said yo Fujimoto we got the big anime coming right now now is not the time to have people bitching despite the fact that I personally am fine with a slow build up to a heavy payoff they probably said push those two chapters together let's get a move on things people right now are not feeling this awesome itaka stuff which again I gotta stress that I am not those people okay those people are over there I'm over here excited about what Fujimoto's cooking so maybe because of that he's having to you know rush things together and smack up a bunch of chapters into one chapter so that way that he could just get through and get to the hype stuff because yeah you don't want to especially when you got a big anime coming out and everything now is the worst time in the world for people to start having a problem with your manga and then little by little word of mouth is like yeah chainsaw man's great but maybe you shouldn't get into chainsaw man too that would ruin everything so probably that's what's happening with fujimoto and that's probably why we're getting these bi-weekly breaks hopefully Hopefully is not the case though that that's gonna remain permanently, or I don't know, it, it could work either way. Either way, like there's so much manga out there, I'm not pressed that I need my chapter every week. I love it, I love my Chainsaw Man Tuesdays, but I'm not gonna throw a fit if it sticks bi weekly. If that's what makes the chapters even more grandiose and gets us more hype, I'm fine with that too. And bi weekly isn't as bad as like now. If we go monthly, I'll still accept it, but y'all know the struggles of monthly waiting for like Dragon Ball Super, Boruto, and all the years of waiting for the next Attack on Titan chapter. Chapter, that monthly grueling feeling is something else but it's also a great payoff that's the, the the cost like usually if there's a monthly chapter that monthly chapter better smack heavy and well these chainsaw man two chapters are probably going to keep on smacking heavy but yes if you're expecting a chainsaw man chapter this tuesday you're going to be in for a sore surprise because no chapter this week will be back next week and that might be the schedule moving forward for Chainsaw Man's manga. Even more One Piece news. Yo, there's like, I don't know how many pieces of One Piece news in this episode, but more One Piece news in particular regarding the live action series for Netflix that's incoming. I've been hearing just so much different things coming out of it, but apparently One Piece live action's main unit has wrapped filming after 29 weeks. Note there's possibly another week of filming left which could include additional units filming and or reshoots but seemingly the One Piece live action has finished filming which I would imagine be what's to be season one. And yeah, there's going to be so much skepticism, of course, completely understandable. I'm skeptical for what this live action could be, but I don't want to do what anime fandom is notorious for doing. If it is bad when it comes out and it's bad, then we, yeah, we we, we say what it is. It's bad. However, I don't want to go into this one being pessimistic that it's a train wreck because the casting or it's a train wreck because of this, that, and the third. I want to go open-minded because I went in with the lowest expectations for the Cowboy Bebop live action. And I enjoyed it. I know a lot of people hated that shit, but I enjoyed it. And for me personally, it wasn't until the ending of the Cowboy Bebop live action that I was like, "Mm, mm, eh, I don't know. But... Hopefully, this One Piece live action is good. I mean, there's been some really positive things that I've seen coming out of it. Of course, the sets and stuff look great. One of the people that are in charge of it, Matt Owens, is probably the biggest thing that gives me hope for it because Matt Owens is such a real, true, honest One Piece fan. He sat with Oda himself. So I'm hoping that, honestly, Matt Owens can really take it home. I mean, I've seen you know on his Instagram and stuff like that that he is working day and night tirelessly and... Clap it up for Matt Owens over there working hard to get this shit going. So uh, I'm going to have faith in my guy that he's going to make sure that this thing comes full circle and they make a quality product one piece is live action. I'm hoping that season one really surprises people because I get it, there's gonna be skepticism we're still scarred from even 2009's Dragon Ball um, evolution you know, I get it, but I wanna be open-minded and I'm going to go into this one with full intent of, I wanna enjoy this and I think a lot of people need to have that mindset because if you go in with the mindset that I'm gonna burn this shit to the ground this shit is gonna suck, then you're probably gonna think it sucks. It's a rarity when you go in with a mindset of negativity that unless, you know, it's a anomaly that blows you away that you're going to actually enjoy it so go in with a mindset of no i want to enjoy this i really want to enjoy this i'm going to expect what i expect but i really want to enjoy this and that's what i'm going in for so we'll see but either way wrapping is up after 29 weeks which is quite a bit of time to get it done and one piece live action i'm hoping for maybe summer of 2023 for the live action to premiere we'll see but yeah i'm still I'm gonna be very optimistic about this and I think that it could be done. I don't think that it's going to be verbatim one piece from manga and anime to the live action screen, but if it's a dope adaptation nonetheless, I'm going to enjoy it and not look at it any other way. I and mean, I think you should do the same. Like we wanna enjoy these things, right? Or are you just going in any live action that's announced immediately? No, I'm gonna hate it. I can't wait to tear it apart. Like what type of mindset is that? That's that's miserable. And by no means am I saying it's miserable to not like something because hey, if it comes out and it's bad, it's bad but it's miserable to go in with full intent to just shit all over it like why yeah people 29 weeks one piece live action incoming let's go next up this one right here i love to see it and uh, yeah i'm not surprised to be honest with you because there is a lot of celebrities a lot of them i mean i'm talking about there's gangster rappers all sorts of people really love anime and manga they just don't tell you because first of all society has made it that wait you're supposed to be this way you like them cartoons and shit you ain't a thug no more you ain't gangster so a lot of gangster rappers hide that they like anime and then likewise with NBA players, a lot of people, they look at them a certain way, you know what I'm saying, like, for example if LeBron says anything they can easily misconstrue it so oftentimes, it's not their fault that they hide that they're fans of these things they kind of have to, to either preserve their self-image, or because fans aren't going to accept them for who they are, or because fans are going to try and persecute them for who they are, which at that point, I'm going to throw the argument, are you even a fan? Like, if somebody says that they like something and you get pissed off about it, you know what I'm saying, like That's usually the case, but apparently, according to Zion Williamson, he said that 80% of NBA players watch anime and says that Naruto has helped him get through some difficult times. And I 100% believe that. I I 100% believe that a ton of NBA players, I mean, look at again, like I said, a lot of rappers, a lot of musicians, and we've seen throughout the years, little by little, they're starting to unveil the curtain of, no, I like this because anime has become a little bit more, a lot more acceptable nowadays, of you know, it's okay to be an anime and manga fan i mean meg the stallion started off and she was showing like yo i got a Boruto shirt and you know mentioning the anime and manga that she loves talking about black clover which to this day i still say yo that is so goaded dog shout outs to meg for that that is so fucking goat shit right there but yeah i am honestly not surprised and i just wish more of them would talk about it i i love hearing that i love hearing that these people that have reached these grandiose stages you know what i'm saying that they're fans of a medium that i'm a fan of in fact i'm sure there's some of them out there that probably watch my content there's some people i'd be surprised like oh shit you watch me like yo and i'm very grateful for it but yeah either way that's really freaking dope and i believe them and you never know who's watching you never know and to close this episode off we got the top 50 best-selling manga of the week courtesy of jose underscore okay so we got places 50 through 41 for starters let's see we got a 46 blue lock tearing it up again another seventeen thousand this week bringing its total to 146 that slime series that i keep swearing i'm gonna watch it eventually uh still tearing it up 448 almost half a million not bad at all spy family that anime still doing wonders for it still selling uh, damn volume 3 at over 2 million now granted spy family was a big seller off rip but yeah the anime did wonders hey disney pushing more into this market shocker no we're not gonna cover you dr stone's official fan book an official fanbook selling 18,000 not bad spy family volume 2 at number 41 uh 2.1 million jeez dog yo they eating out there then we got places 40 through 31 more spy family uh volume one is at 2.2 so it seems about like roughly 2 million people bought spy family books like that's more or less what i'm gathering from what i'm seeing here uh place 39 volume 6 and we got volume 7 volume 5 yeah a lot of spy family books being bought number 35 volume 4 Jeez, yeah, about 2 million Spy Family manga fans over there that purchased the books at the very least. Then at number 34, we got One Piece's latest volume, 101, selling 20,000, bringing his total to 1.871. That is going to hit 2 million before it leaves the top 50. I'm almost certain about it. They're not going to allow it to not. A plus... That film Red is tearing it up out there. I have no doubt about my One Piece 101. It'll hit 2 million, maybe even more before it leaves the top 50. Who knows? But then we got Akane Banashi uh, in four days. This right here is showing Akane Banashi is the next hit out of Shonen Jump. Now, granted, it's not a battle series. It's about Rakugo, which is, I want to say, like stage plays or something like that. Either way, 22,000 474 in four days in a short week. It probably would have did about like 30,000 in a full week. Not bad at all. And volume two, yeah, Jump got a hit with this one. It's a little bit different. uh, And it seems to be the case for Jump that they've been really trying to explore other markets. I think they understand that, yo, we got every possible person that is going to get into battle shonen and stuff like that we got them we got a very healthy market of battle shonen fans and that's probably why they're deciding to venture out and get series like Akanebanashi or even you know sakamoto days all of these different spy family these different type of stories because it's like well let's venture in and see what other fans we could get into our market then we got places 30 through 21 yet again more spy family the latest volume volume 9 at 1.6 Jeez Louise. Then at number 27, Tokyo Revengers, volume 28, 25,000 this week, 827. I'm I'm still going to say that it'll more than likely hit a million before it leaves. Uh, Golden Comwee's final volume, volume 31, 25,000. Man, I know that author is going to miss that money because... Yo, 337,000 copies. That is great in less than a month. That is fantastic. Shout outs to Golden Comwees. Uh sad that it's got end, but you know all good things come to an end. Uh, Kaiju number 8 volume 7, 25,000 this week. Four ninety seven, Almost half a million. Definitely hitting half a mil before it leaves. My Hero Academia Volume 35, 28. I want to say that this is definitely lower than the previous volumes in terms of pace, if I'm not mistaken. But it's still almost 600000 in about a month and a half. Almost two months, honestly. That's not bad at all. Uh, Witch Watch Volume 7. I'm going to keep it real. Witch Watch, I've heard some decent things about it for the most part. But sales-wise, and granted, I don't believe it's a battle series. Don't quote me on that it did on volume seven 28,000 in four days that's not much over Akinebanashi. that's about 6,000 so I'm curious because you know seven volumes in they're wanting you to sell a lot more than that you know I mean granted there's the me and Robocos that they let slide or whatnot but uh, four days 28,000 side I guess but I don't know I'm, I never really got into witch watch so let me not speak on it but yeah yeah, okay-ish sales for the most part. Then we got places 20 through 11. Oh, One Piece 102. I thought 101 was the latest volume. Okay, I'm so freaking off on that. Uh, one Piece volume 102, 34,000, 1.7, another one that I have no doubt will hit 2 mil before it bounces. The Elusive Samurai volume 7, 4 days, 35,000. Wow, I believe that's lower than I've seen because I've seen uh, the Elusive Samurai do in about a solid week, 50-something thousand, which this is a half o- a little over half week. Week, so it might have done 40 in the full-long week, but yeah, those are okay-ish numbers. Like, Elusive Samurai is safe, that's more than likely gonna see the promised land of getting an anime adaptation. Oh, uh, Maiden Abyss Volume 11. Maiden Abyss is one that I've always wanted to get into. Then we got what the hell? Kinukuman, I didn't know that Kinukuman made a new volume in four days. Kinukuman 48,000. That is fantastic! Wow, they're making new Kinukuman. Okay, uh, number 12. This one I love to see, and this shows that. Yo, this one right here, that's one of the ones out of the newbies of Shonen Jump that I'm really highly anticipating, that anime adaptation, Sakamoto Days, Volume 8, and 4 Days, 52,000, that is fantastic to see, Sakamoto Days is a great freaking manga, I'm like i want to say maybe 30 chapters in and i'm loving it what i've read so far and yeah 52,000. and i believe if, if it was a leak forgive me but i'm pretty sure it was a leak that sakamoto's has an anime incoming and either way yeah outdoing all of the others even elusive samurai which a lot of people thought was bigger sakamoto said nah dog it's me fam uh then top 10 top 10 top 10 uh shoku no sanji 62 in four days for a cooking spinoff okay okay i see you a uh, blue bot. oh a lot of newbies of shonen jump dropped volumes because Blue Box Volume 6 62,000 yeah that's a mainstay that's I believe a romance slash sports series again if you look what I've been telling you from me and Roboco Blue Box Witch Watch Akanebanashi Jump is trying to slowly but surely go a different direction with at least half the magazine because yeah you got My Hero Black Clover, Jujutsu Kaisen One Piece you got those big dogs but then you got these other type of series and they're doing well and some of them are pretty good uh one piece episode a volume two 67 just think about it dog with some spinoffs one about ace a character that's been uh removed from the series for quite some time 67,000 shokugeki no sanji 60 that's hundred and twenty nine thousand, almost 130,000 or probably 130,000 copies of spinoffs right there alone those two books big big money uh and also the fact that they're coming out around this time film red they know what they're doing uh don to don volume six 70,000 almost 69.8 in four days. That cover, oh my god, that is one of the most. That I'm not, fuck it, that's the best cover of everything I've looked at on this list of top 50 best selling of the week. I don't give a shit. That that looks so freaking raw, and yeah, 70,000 almost. When that gets an anime, that will raw, I'm telling you right now, but it's still a little ways off. Probably maybe three more volumes, we'll hear something. Uh, then we got One Piece A volume one in four days on sale, 70,000. Oh my god, so 200,000 copies of. Of one Piece spinoffs alone. Wild. Mad lad. Mad. Then we got uh, the top four. Which one of them is basically a, a deluxe edition. Or a limited edition. Because we got Jujutsu Kaisen volume 20. Limited edition in four days. 70,000. Don't worry. That's just for an exclusive edition. That probably comes with maybe a bonus. Cardboard or some shit like that. Uh Dragon Ball Super volume 19. In four days. 117,000. Not bad for Dragon Ball. And again smart shit. Because superhero... Out in the West right now, over there in Japan is in theaters, dropping a new volume, perfect timing. And then Jujutsu Kaisen Volume 20's official regular version, 783000 So in total, Jujutsu Kaisen Volume 20 sold... Over 800000 if you add the limited edition first week. Not bad at all, but clearly milking. Like, them adding a limited edition is like, yeah, we could charge, you know, another extra few dollars and give them absolutely damn near nothing worth. Like, you know, it'll cost us $0.10 to print out whatever additional materials. And, yeah, that's... Massive success regardless, but it wasn't enough to trump out the real new volume. I keep on getting it wrong. I thought 101, then 102. No, 103. Volume 103 of One Piece at number one with the GOAT, Luffy, and Kaido. Uh, 1.275 million and four days that is really awesome and i I believe that's higher than what the last volume did because we were skeptical like will it hit the million mark in the first week but yeah this one 1.2 that is great that is fantastic and i love to see it one piece deserves it shout outs to one piece and Yeah, this has been an eventful top 50 bestsellers list for sure. And yeah, people, those are all the stories we have for today's episode. Curious what you guys think. Most important story, favorite story, something I didn't mention, and you're like, come on, Fenev, mention it. Let me know. That's all I have for this one. I'm Fenev World, and as always, people, have an awesome day. And remember the golden rule. Anime and manga for life. Boy! Have an awesome day, peace in. and you guys just watched another episode of now Have an awesome day, lads. I have a dream, alone in my room as I sit with the tea, couldn't possibly think what I often see, and you don't even know how I often blink. Lights be flashing and looking at me, such an odd unique, yet I'm so unique, and you're looking at me. If the walls could talk, they would probably re-peak, and I'd probably say, bitch, get the fuck off me.